Would you tell me if you cried when you got your ear pierced? Definitely didn't. It didn't even hurt that much. It did not hurt that much. It hurt less than like a shot. Much less than a shot, actually. Mm-hmm. That's because the shots are like a long fucking needle going straight into your arm. Yeah. Whereas like getting your ear pierced is just like... It's a very, very, very short and sweet procedure, actually. Yeah. Um, so how was it? I feel like it was, it was optimal. Optimal. Given that now I have metal in a hole in my ear that was not previously there. Optimal. Optimal. Do you have any other metal? Um. Any hip replacements, given your age? Mm, no. And I'm assuming you don't have silver or gold fillings because you probably have modern fillings yes. that look like teeth. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gotten a cavity? Plenty of times, yes. Yeah. Actually, I didn't get a filling. I got a crown. Oh. I think it was a crown. I don't know really what it was. It looks like a tooth, though. So it's not metal? No. So, for context for our listeners, because we're not even really podcasting yet, uh, Rashad got his ear pierced today. Ears. That's what I said. I thought you said ear. Ears pierced today. Okay. I slur and mumble all my words. And um, how how did the experience go in total? Uh, The experience was optimal. I now have my ears punctured. And the reason I'm asking is because I'm like the authority to him, even though I'm like one of the lesser authorities on getting your ear pierced because I have like one of my ear pierced and it happened like in February. Mm -hmm. So this podcast is older than my piercing. Interesting. Yeah. Welcome to Outrospection, everybody. Welcome to Outrospection. We're your hosts. I'm Hayden Bittinger. I'm Rashad Davis. And this is Outrospection. This is Outrospection. This is going to be really confusing for someone's first episode. I would hope that this isn't their first episode. What if it is? What, that would suck. So, let me give you the rundown on what's happening right now in this moment. Mm-hmm. So, if you've noticed the titles of our episodes for these... Are we, all right. We, we're just going to discuss this right now. Yeah. Are we, gonna why, do, we might as well just discuss yeah. it right now. Are we going to... Are we going to... Are we going to name them after the... That... The... The... I, I'm, I'm good with it, if you're good with it. I don't know if I want to call an episode Purple Rain. Why? Because Purple Rain is hype. Purple Rain is a big thing to live up to. Then let that be the season finale. It is the season finale. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm, it's not called Purple Rain to... It's not called Purple Rain because Purple Rain is called Purple Rain because of the way that we're recording the episodes. And it's not really like... I feel like you're reading way too much into it. That is true. That is very true. Do you want to tell them? Yeah, so... The songs are... What, what would be the order? The particular it order? Would, this order would be I Would Die For You, Baby I'm A Star, and then Purple Rain. Yeah, so if you notice those are the, uh, the titles for these three episodes, or however many episodes are out at the time that you're listening to this, in this moment right here, right now, we could release them all at the same time. I could, but I'm not going to. That wouldn't be smart. Because mm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to give us more time. So if I release one episode before... If I release one episode tomorrow, right? And then one, like, two weeks later, then one two weeks after that, then one two weeks after that. But they're all recorded in the same time period. Mm. I thought we were doing three episodes. 
Yeah, but we still have that one we haven't released. Oh, that's true. We have episode 14. Uh-huh. We're recording 15 before we've even released 14. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so... To explain why we're doing what we're doing. Today is my last day. Mm-hmm. Here. Mm-hmm. We, I am tomorrow, as of the time that I'm recording this, I am about to make the official move to Howard University to begin my time as a scholar at Howard University. And we checked the agenda and we still had three more episodes left that we had to record. So rather than trying to fit three hour length sessions in within the week, just because of how hectic the week is, Mm -hmm. just because of how close we both are to our college moves, we decided that we were going to do record three sort of mini episodes, Mm -hmm. not really mini episodes, but mini episodes. Yeah. And so, this is the first mini-episode of the three mini-episodes. This is epic. It's never been done before, except for when it's been done before. Well, when was it? When has it been done before, and why we're doing it this... Why we're naming them the things that we're naming them? Ah, it's been done before by... You should take this one. So, in... On August 3rd, 1983, Prince and the Revolution... Why are... I, don't, I feel bad, because we always talk about Prince. You shouldn't feel bad because we always talk about friends. I do because you all you always talk about friends. I don't. I last time I did not bring them up when we really? talked album covers. You brought them up. Really? Yes. But we, but the point is is that you're a Prince fan. We we all this is established. It's well established. It is well established. But anyway, so in nineteen in August third, nineteen eighty three, while Prince was making Purple Rain the album, the movie, he had a performance on the First Avenue nightclub in Minneapolis, Minnesota. That was a charity event for the Minnesota Dance Academy. In which they raised twenty five thousand dollars, and that night he pre- he premiered, really four songs, but three that were that were big at the time. That recordings were super important. He premiered "I Would Die for You," "Baby I'm a Star," and "Purple Rain," which are the last three tracks on the Purple Rain album. Mm-hmm. And those recordings that were recorded from that live set were the ones that were edit- later edited and used as the official recordings on the album. And when you listen to "Purple Rain" through whatever means, that is the recording you're hearing. And those, you know. Songs were all recorded in the span of 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. And the, the set list for the night actually was Let's Go Crazy, When You Were Mine, A Case of You, Computer Blue, Delirious, Electric Intercourse, Automatic, I Would Die For You, Baby I'm a Star, Little Red Corvette, Purple Rain, and Dance Music Sex Romance. Now, we're just going to do the three that were featured on Purple Rain because the rest were just kind of songs of the night. And you don't want to go straight from Baby I'm a Star to Purple Rain. That's why you notice in the movie it goes from Purple Rain and he does I Would Die For You, Baby, I'm a Star. Mm -hmm. Because I Would Die For You fits better even though it's a dance track than like from the rock ballad that is Purple Rain to the funk jam that is Baby, I'm a Star. Mm -hmm. And also live, he did Baby, I'm a Star, Little Red Corvette, which is another kind of rock dance track that could sequence better than going straight from that, from Baby, I'm a Star to Purple Rain. Mm -hmm. But that is, but actually on the album, it goes straight from Baby, I'm a Star to Purple Rain. Interesting. Which it, but it, the the weird thing is that it doesn't diminish Purple Rain's effect, and yeah. I, I normally you don't try and get a hype track like Baby I'm a Star, which is literally like a Prince hype track, like it's just like funk dancing live awesomeness, right? Mm-hmm. And and a track like Purple Rain, which is really serious and sad and 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 powerful, but he he did it and it works. So there you go. So uh, this was Rashad's idea, actually. Yes, I like having ideas. Um, I feel like... It's very rare. No, it's not. Anyway. <laughs> um, no, it's not. I am Michelle. I have all the ideas. I'm not going to say I have all the ideas, but I have all of my ideas. 
Except for that one time you covered a Kendrick Lamar song. Actually, that was twice. I didn't even cover a Kendrick Lamar song. I just rapped over the beat of a Kendrick Lamar song. So you covered it. No. Actually, covers are like the reverse covers of that. Is, covers mean that I'm taking... Is that I'm going to rap what Kendrick wrote. And I wrote rap what I wrote over Kendrick's beats. That's true. But also... I, yeah, covers mostly are lyrical than they are. Actual composition-wise. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so these episodes are... All just gonna be recorded in the span of this little this this segment of time. This is this uh, session. This session. This is probably the last time Hayden and I are gonna hang out for a while. Actually, you know, did I tell you about um, my fall break, mm-hmm. which Hayden is in October? In I'm going to be in Washington D.C. Yeah. But for but last time before we go to college, college. Mm-hmm. this is gonna be the la- this is the last time. Mm-hmm. We're so you got, so you guys are actually witnessing a moment here. Mm-hmm. You're witnessing like like the. Like the capping of like a seven year friendship while we're in the same place living. Not capping, we're not in air friendship. I was about to like no, start hey, crying. I'm not gonna just stop you know being friends with you. Yeah, I'd be really, especially because we of our of our secret plans. Ah, uh, yes. Rashad is confused, but the, the, they don't need to know. <laughs> they don't need to know about the the casino heist. Mm, much yeah. Don't tell them anything else about the casino heist. And nothing else about the casino. Heist. That's on September twentieth. That will be overshadowed by the Area Fifty One raid. <laughs> Why would you tell someone the day that you're gonna raid a government facility? Um, like, isn't the element surprise how you're supposed to beat Thanos? The government's Thanos. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, important question: When are we releasing the Leprechaun strippers into the wild? Never. Never. It's too dangerous. <laughs> okay. Well. I had some stuff I wanted to talk about on within these episodes. Alright. So, first episode, just based on when I'm recording it, I don't typically come on here and try and use this as a platform as an artist, because I kind of look at the um I kind of look at these as separate entities, even though they're all within my same kind of personal brand. Mm-hmm. But in case you don't follow me specifically on Instagram and you're not connected to my social I don't social follow you on Instagram. Yes, you do. Yeah, I do. In case you're not connected to my social media, just is just for the sake of full transparency, because I kind of wanted to come on here and actually, like, you know, speak about it, speak mm-hmm. about how everything went down. I agree, you should. For the past roughly two years, I think I can safely say two years at this point right now, um, I've been working on an album called The Runaway Kid. Hayden I'm glad we're finally calling it an album. Uh, After it's dead, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna call it an album. I'm you gonna, said album already. You can't I, take it back. I, I, you see, I wrote album with stars around it. Yeah. Post. Uh, stars. Album out for. Um, I've been working on a, for lack of a better word, album. An album. Called the Runaway Kid, and it was it was like really intentional, very kind of hardcore, just like like time and energy that I kind of put into a lot of these concepts that I was trying to go into. Uh, a lot of things that I really wanted to talk about at the time that I really felt like I was really connected to and that I was really um, passionate about. And after two years of working on it, I am officially making the statement that I am shelving that album permanently or indefinitely. Indefinitely, I'll say indefinitely. I'm permanently though. 
because I don't if I were to decide to do an album with the same concept or similar concept again or anything similar within the within that kind of range of ideas mm-hmm. it would it just it couldn't be the same yeah so permanently but indefinitely I don't know the Runaway Kid album is not happening yeah I, I didn't think uh, there there was a certain point in the summer and I know we announced on, on earlier episodes that I was executive producing when I realized that it wouldn't get done mm-hmm. from like technical stuff and um and just where you were at in your life. I feel like we both kind of did silently come to the conclusion that it just wasn't going to happen. I came to the conclusion in June, so. I came to the conclusion. Yeah, I did too. Really. Yeah. Um, as soon as the computer situation happened, I kind of came to that conclusion. Yeah, same. Just because I know how things go. Mm-hmm. And obviously I was going to continue to plan as if it was going to happen because. That's how you should treat life. But, you know, I, at a certain point, it got to a point where it just couldn't. I wasn't going to take this. I wasn't going to take the workload for of this album with me to college. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to take it with me to my next chapters in my life. Like it seems like it would it wouldn't be proactive of me as a artist and as a creator to be writing about my life 2 years ago or a year ago or mm-hmm. even a few months ago from the like from the perspective and insight that I have in my life right now. Cuz <laughs> Overall, like my life just continues to just evolve and I continue to grow as an individual and as a person. And because I continue to evolve and grow as an individual and as a person, I can't continue. I can't I can't write the same things that I would have written like, you know, a year ago, six months ago, Mm -hmm. because the same things just don't really line up. That's what that's one of the first things I said when when you told me I'm like yeah I'm like you you've moved on from that that plateau in your life it would be it would I think the word I used was obscene it would be obscene to try and like save this project that mm-hmm. is not something that creatively reflected you anymore and um you know you're not at the point of the runaway kid anymore and and it's kind of like good kid mad city vibes you had going with it mm-hmm. and uh you need to do something that reflects more of what, how, how your life is leaning toward. Mm-hmm. And yeah. also you're in a period of change, which is something that must be chronicled after. So if you want to chronicle right now, it's going to take some time. And, but you're about to, as this period of change happens, you're going to move into a different plateau. Mm-hmm. And that is something that also will, that would be better to chronicle than something that is, you know, long gone. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, better for better or for worse, my life is moving in a different direction mm-hmm. than, it was in when I first started putting this album together. What direction would you say you were moving in when you started putting that album together? Um, I think that it's interesting because my life, I feel like in terms of the plan of my life is kind of going according to plan, but my headspace was kind of just like, my headspace was more grounded in something. And it's not saying that I'm not grounded right now, but I'm in a transitional period. Mm-hmm. As is everyone who's going to college right now. And I can't really say that my life is in this... Like, I'm not in the same headspace. You know, mm-hmm. I was in a headspace where I felt like there's a lot of good things and a lot of bad things that I feel that I want to express very specifically and very vividly. Mm-hmm. And because of the way that I kind of write music, even in storytelling, I write about how I feel in a particular moment. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what art that's is, what I, I think. kind of try and do is capture who I am in a particular moment. Mm-hmm. And, capture an energy of time. And I don't think that 
and Hayden and I have always had this disagreement that I don't really think that we change as people, but I think that we evolve. And Hayden, I uh, I, I think I, that I think like I don't think people change. I think people just you know. I think people forward. I think change, and I like the word evolve better than change. But my, I think that in a lot of people, if you were trying to compare a past version of themselves to a current version of themselves, one would hate the other. And I think genuinely, and this might just be for me as like a weird individual among 7 million people, but the way I think now, like the, I can, I can feel in my head and the way my brain works is different than it has been in the past. For me, because of the changes I've gone through in this past year, it's a, it's different than it was, you know, two years ago. And it's way different than it was at the start of high school. Yeah, that's understandable. And I think because uh, how I define a human, you know, a person really, we are our consciousness to an extent. Um, we are the, the thoughts. We are whatever our, whatever we are, whatever our brains are kind of, whatever our brain creates us, our consciousness and combined with our memories and our, and our biological predispositions I think, um, well, physically, you might not change a lot, but actually, you know, if you look at children becoming adults, they physically change a lot, a lot. But also mentally, we kind of are, can, can evolve or be reborn in a lot of aspects. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think people evolve over time, and other times I think people can have a inciting incident that changes the fiber of who they are as a human being. I think that's understandable. I feel like if I were to look at myself right now, I don't think that my past self would hate myself. I think that my past self would be surprised. I think that I'm the same person. I think that I think the same personally. You, but do you think the same? I think I do. Interesting. I think that the way that I process things is the same. But I feel like the way that I... But I feel like the perspective with which I process things is different. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes sense because your perspective changes as knowledge comes in. So I'd assume everyone's perspective changes. But I, I, for me, and this might just be me, but I've heard other people talk about things like this. It's I feel like, like it's a case by case kind of thing too. It could be, yeah. Because some people, I feel like I, I feel like the way that I think and the way that I perceive the world, I spend a lot of time trying to make sure that I like because I spend a lot of time honestly trying to go back to how I, like a, a big part of my journey in life right now is trying to get myself back to how I felt and, like, the the way that I thought when I was six years old. Interesting. Because I feel like there was a lot more curiosity and a lot more openness. I think that is, like, the antithesis of my life. Because I spend my entire life striving for a better future. Like, I understand that, you know, part of me and part of my discomfort with my life earlier this year was I was trying to re kind of create a feeling in time in which I had the year prior Mm -hmm. an enlightened period as I say to my therapist (laughs) and (laughs) and um I I I, recreating a feeling like that isn't isn't really worth it because that that energy existed in that time and to create something outside of its time would be unnatural and almost impossible so I try to search for new um emotions new power new enlightenment i think that's understandable i feel like but i feel like there are feelings that are familiar and i feel like the more i feel more creative when i feel like when i talk about how i thought when i was six years old when i was six years old 
before it was roughly around the time period before I was super influenced by everything else around me mm -hmm. before I was super focused on other people and I was just kind of into a certain kind of space where I just wanted to do things I just kind of wanted to you know you know do so like how I am now <laughs> I don't know it's more like I'm I was very much not even not really indifferent to other people because I wasn't indifferent but you were in your own world I was in my own world and I've never not been in my own world mm -hmm. like I've always been in my own world but my world hasn't been so hasn't has over time gotten less kind of closed off it's like it's like your planet that was like isolated in the universe for all of its development and eventually a sentient species started space traveling and now you're space traveling interacting with other intelligences yeah and now, like, it's an interconnected galaxy. And I feel like my... Th but I feel like my thing is, is that if I spend all my time away from my planet, then I don't... Then I kind of stop being me. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying to do is, obviously, I don't want to be who I was when I was six. I know way more stuff. I think way about way more I'd stuff. I hope you know way more stuff. <laughs> but I want to kind of take what I have and bring it back to the planet. Mm -hmm. back to my world now I'm not saying I want to live in my own world but I th think that I don't want to be so stuck on being interested in everything that everyone else is doing and I feel like throughout a lot there are a few things that bring me back to that point you know when I start when I stopped thinking the theater was weird and started doing it and I realized that I really liked it stuff like that mm -hmm. bring kind of feels like I'm coming back home to where I was at and so I feel like that was part of I feel like the further I get towards kind of realizing that the farther away I get from things like the runaway kid because mm -hmm. the runaway kid is like the runaway kid is me trying to think the way that I think now mm -hmm. and it's not really the way that I think now but it's me trying to think the way trying to think it's me trying to be farther along than I am like it's like I could write like let's say I was driving from Chicago to Milwaukee Mm -hmm. It's about an hour. Yeah. Actually, maybe two hours. Yeah, so let's say... Let's go two hours. So I want to write about everything that I'm seeing in Chicago as if it's real time right mm -hmm. now, right in front of me. But as at, at the time that I'm writing it, I'm in the car on the way to Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm close, and I feel like I'm closer to Milwaukee than I am to Chicago. Yeah. So it's, I can't really write about it in, with the same clarity. Mm -hmm. It's just from memory at that point. So, overall, just to kind of go over what happened, because I, I think I would have finished the album. Had the computer situation Definitely not possible. happened, I would have finished the album. Definitely possible. I feel, I feel, I feel confident in saying that I would have. Mm -hmm. Especially with me helping you, because I'm more regimented and stuff like that. Especially given the fact that we had summer. Yeah. Like... It could have definitely been done. I definitely was in a creative space when mm -hmm. the whole situation happened. And if I'm in a creative space, like at a certain point, there's a creative space where I know that the project's almost done. Mm -hmm. like there, it was a point, point where I was like that with Hunt. There was a point where I was like that with King of the World. And I felt like I was just entering that when the whole, when everything kind of got black, mm -hmm. like stopped in its tracks. But basically, um, my hard drive entered a failed, failed state on my computer. And because my hard drive entered a failed state, I wasn't able to access any of my files. Then I decided to go about trying to get my files back. And I spent a good amount of time trying to do that. 
And so then it would be like, I got the files back, but now I don't have the instruments back. So then it's like, well, the instruments are in X place, but all the files on the place where the instruments are corrupted. So you have to do this and that. On top of that, I got a new computer, and so I am almost got everything figured out. But then this computer does not have storage, so I have to re return that computer to get a new computer. And at the same time as I'm doing that, I'm also trying to like make sure that all my files are in the same place. Because I'm still trying to extract files from a hard drive that's in a failed state, which is kind of a dangerous thing to do. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lot of just a lot of back and forth with trying to just move everything around. So I wasn't really trying to reconstruct songs piece by piece, but I was trying to reconstruct my entire sound library piece by piece. Cause I I do produce my own music. So it's not like I just re-download the beat and re-record the songs. It's not like I just have someone send them back to me. It's like I am doing all of this by hand. And so it's like it's like if it was a, if I had a sketchbook and the sketchbook got thrown in the ocean and I pulled it out before it like sank and all the pages disintegrated, like everything in the sketchbook's all watered down. And so in order for me to fix everything, I will have to go through trying to like pencil everything back in. And it just, I mean, that's a kind of a bad analogy for what happened, but ultimately it's like, oh, yeah, it, was, it, was, it started off really good and then it just got worse as it went on. Yeah. Just like the computer situation. That's kind of how it was. Yeah. And so ultimately, it just got to a point where I just, it, I, it, given how I was moving in terms of my creative space and given how everything was going, it got to a point where I very conclusively was like, this album will not be finished by the end of the summer and I will not take it to college with me. I think that is very fair. And that's not to say I don't love some of the songs that I did. That's not to say that, because there are some people who creatively will move past things. Mm -hmm. and will say I don't I won't listen to these songs these songs are the old me this is the new me that's not from I'm not gonna say that because there are songs that I like um as of the moment that I'm recording as that we're recording this right now I'm set to release a song tomorrow that was a file that I had left over from the project that was on my phone I had the mp3 on my phone so I got the mp3 mastered and I'm releasing it tonight it's called whoa whoa and it's one of my favorite songs that i've ever it's probably my favorite song that i've ever recorded mm -hmm. and i feel like i have other songs that i like a lot i don't know if i, I if i'm going to release those i don't i can't say conclusively do i get engineering credits on whoa um you get writing credits on whoa didn't i engineer it though possibly when you when i remember in your room you were pushing you pushed the space board. that's engineering i can i can go into the credits and i'm just messing with you i don't give a shit I mean, you do get writing credits, though. You get writing credits because, like, there was a period where there, there, there were some words that were kind of moved around mm -hmm. um, on the song. And so uh, because those words got moved around and because that's kind of how it ended up going, you get writing credits for it. Yay. So, yeah, you're a writer. But I wrote the song, so don't think that I'm getting ghost writers. No. I'm a ghost writer. <laughs> nope. Um, See, once I say it on the internet, that means it's true. You know that, right? Oh, shit. As of the time that you're listening to this, the song will have been out for a minute. Mm -hmm. So, if you've listened to the song and you don't understand the song, I'm going to just take a second real quick to explain the song. And do you, you cool you cool putting the song at like the end? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can just throw it at the end so that they can hear it. If, mm -hmm. they didn't, if you haven't heard the song, the song will play at the end of the episode. If you don't like rap music, then you can cut off the episode. Um, but anyway, whoa, whoa. In terms of the grand story arc of the album, 
represents the idea of arrogance. And I always like refer to the song kind of as like the mask because that's what it is. So there are two halves of the song. And the first half is supposed to be like super brash and super aggressive and arrogant and just like I'm I, like I always say it's my super villain theme song like if I was a super villain this would be what I would walk out with my minions to and we would be like big and mighty and boom 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 and it has like a very marchy kind of feel to big and mighty and boom 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 how eloquently spoken <laughs> it's basically how it is um and then halfway through the song I kind of just kill that and I focus on the idea that arrogance is fueled by insecurity, fueled by kind of like fear. And that was an idea that I was going to elaborate more on on the project, but never really got a chance to. But I feel like the song ultimately in itself, and the reason I'm deciding to rele- I've decided to release it, the reason I decided to go forth with the release of this song is because I feel like the song speaks for itself more so than a lot of the songs on the project do. It's not very project focused. It's mm-hmm. more focused on itself. And like a lot of the themes that I talked about on the project, like duality in itself, the idea of just kind of like introspection, which we're talking about on introspection. Ooh. <laughs> that was a bad joke. But I thought it was funny. Because introspection is based on the, the word introspection. It's not a real word. It's based on the word introspection. It is a real word. We're introspecting my introspection. Ha. Ha 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 Anyway. Ha um, ha ha ha. A lot of the themes ha, and ha, concepts. Ha, ha. A lot of the, ha, 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 A lot of the. I am tickled. Ha 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 ha. A lot of the themes and concepts presented on that song are. Um are indicative of what I was trying to do with the project. And I feel like just in terms of the instrumental that I made, in terms of the lyrics that I put forth, it's just one of my best songs that I've ever done. And it's my favorite song that I've ever done. And I and as soon as I decided to scrap the project, like fit maybe 15 minutes after I made the announcement, I was like, shit, they're never gonna hear Whoa Whoa. And like, I really want them to hear the song because I love it. It took 15 minutes? I just kidding. <laughs> I was like, I felt really bad about it because I really wanted to share the song. So now... Oh, yeah. Remember last episode when we said we were going to talk about cancel culture? Yeah, I totally remember that. Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Why did you say it like that? Because I don't... Because I I, I, have, I don't know. Um. Yeah, we said we were going to talk about cancel culture. Because it's on a list behind me. We may or may not talk about cancel culture. And I think that, you know, we might as well just talk about this. Well, we'll talk about it like we talked so in-depthly about fruit flies. So cancel culture... So cancel culture, you don't like cancel culture. I don't like cancel culture. Why don't you like cancel culture? Because it just, it, it feels like, it feels indicative of something that I don't really fuck with, which is like, like there's so much stuff that's like, like the, like it feels like we're, we're it's like it's such a harsh punishment for people. Like a lot of cancel culture is based on people saying stuff that's either ignorant and, like, I'm not talking about cancel culture specifically. Right in this particular moment, I'm not specifically talking about people who are, like, get me to and stuff like that. I'm talking mm-hmm. specifically about people who say things on the internet that I don't fuck with or that people don't fuck with or that are tone deaf or ignorant or just I don't just I don't agree with. And a lot of people are very quick to cancel artists about stuff like that. But 
I feel like, and this isn't to like justify people saying things that aren't good, because there are some things that I feel like should be are better left unsaid personally, but it's not gonna. I feel like I'm I'm personally like we live in such a politically correct climate right now mm-hmm. that's so very 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 focused on making sure that everything that someone says is from a certain point of view mm-hmm. that people say is from a certain point of view and if it's not if anything deviates from that then people will attack it and kill it with fire and I think that ultimately a big piece of what I believe is that we need people to believe shit that we don't believe or we need people to say shit that we don't believe we need people to be ignorant because people won't know shit if they're not ignorant we need people to ex- uh, no think about it think about it think about it think about it People, if people are if people aren't ignorant, if people are ignorant and they never say anything, like they can't be corrected. Yeah, I feel like to cancel. I feel like to cancel people who don't either. For people who don't understand, I feel like to cancel them is a harsh punishment. For people who do understand, I feel like to cancel them based on a difference of opinion is kind of unfair. Uh, interesting. What's your thought? Well, I see it like this. I think cancel culture in and of itself, like, oh, blanket, like, there's a new person that's canceled every week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I don't follow that enough to, to do it, but I, but I know me personally, when I see something that I don't like, I remember it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I, I, the, the phrase cancel culture doesn't really work for me, I guess, because, uh, if, if I don't like something, I just don't do it. And I think that you should, I think as, individuals as we as as people you should make decisions on what entertainment you consume based on you know your personal beliefs i guess with stuff like that and um instead of just like hopping on a hate train and hating someone because that's what like is trending on twitter what i would do is i would you know look at it what do you think if you want to if you don't want to do it if you don't want to enter Take if you don't want to supply that person with means to do it, what they want to do because you don't agree with it, then you don't have to. But you know, I think I guess I'm against the culture of canceling things as like a trend. But I am definitely okay with if you don't like what someone says, you don't have to listen to that. I'm not saying that they have to. I just feel like it feels like limiting. Like if you're gonna like if you don't listen, I feel like if you don't listen to music because you don't like the music, that's one thing. But if you don't listen to certain music. Personally, this is just my personal opinion. If you don't, if you're not listening to music because you feel a type of way about something that they said at some point, I feel like that's just kind of limited. Personally, I mean, I I, I don't th- I don't for me I don't really care. I guess if it's limiting. I mean, I, yeah, I but you really also don't. don't aren't really a consumer of new content in the same way. That's like, true. I feel like there. I feel like for people who want to consume new music and want to consume what's happening and be like with what's happening in terms of music and with the way that music develops and kind of happens and not just music <laughs> but just like entertainment and mm-hmm. how it happens um but then cut themselves off from entertainers that are making music that they would enjoy because of something mm. that they said that they don't agree with i feel like it just seems because then people will go on twitter and complain about like i want there's no new music there's no good music i don't know what i'm talking about um, I have nothing else to say about cancel culture. I ultimately what it comes down to is I am it's not going to stop me. Daniel Caesar says some stuff that 
people didn't like. I saw what he said. I understand his perspective. It's a little bit different from mine. This is just the example. I can't really get into what he said. I don't even know what this is. Daniel Caesar's artist. He said some stuff that I didn't agree with. Just just along what lines? Basically, it was just like, why are you guys? Why are people so mad at white people? Like white people? Let's just like, why don't we all just be friends? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of tone deaf the way he said it. Okay, yeah. But dude, like Daniel Caesar makes such good music, and that's not. And he said a thing that was kind of people were like, cancel Daniel Caesar. Daniel Caesar makes really good music. Really, really good music. Really, really... Like, some of the best music that's out of this generation. So you would say, you know, there's people who, like... I'm a person who will be like, fuck Thomas Jefferson, because Thomas Jefferson was, like, a rapist and a slave owner, right? Mm. But you... But a lot of people are like, but he, you know, also was a a, a founding father and, you know... Not necessarily... I mean, look, I feel like... No, can, can I finish? Oh. He and you know people like that, like George Washington, also a slave owner, and the people you know like me, I'm like, yeah, they're an asshole, and I you know I I definitely wouldn't want to see him face to face, and I think they're serving time in hell for their for their crimes, but some people argue, but they were still so important to history, we wouldn't have the world we have today without them, and you know we wouldn't have the the rights and freedoms that that people now enjoy, and I I think that you can do both. I think you can you can enjoy the, the the fruits of their labor i guess while also realizing they're a dick mm-hmm. but i think if you don't want to if you don't like what someone said you don't have to listen to them on top of that though is also like people will get canceled for saying one thing and i feel like one thing one one thing isn't enough per, for me personally because mm-hmm. it's like you said one thing that i don't vibe with and I'm going to, and that's going to make me decide I'm not going to consume any of your stuff. Like, nah, dog, like, you, you're probably, a lot of people are going to say stuff that I don't vibe with in life. Like, I know that I wouldn't cancel people for saying stuff I don't vibe with. And that's just me. I will have conversations. I'll have conversations. But certain things you will cancel people for. Mm, like what? If some white supremacist came up to you. If you're a white supremacist, that's not you're not saying one thing that I don't vibe with. You're saying a bunch, bunch, bunch of things that I don't. Vibe what if they only made one point to you? If they only made one point to me, but they're do I know they're a white supremacist? No. No, I don't know they're a white supremacist. Well, then I'll have a conversation with them and probably find out that they're a white supremacist. Okay, I guess I guess I kind of get what you're saying. You you want people to interpret? I want people to I, look. I feel like people having different opinions is good because. Even, yeah, I agree, I, I agree. And I'm a pretty liberal dude. I have a pretty liberal mindset, but I feel like people, I feel like like you can't really be a liberal if there's not conservatives. Well, yeah, and part of liberalism is allowing people to express their opinions. Yeah, like, you know, we can't, you can't, we can't, like, we, everyone should have opinions. Everyone should have mm-hmm. the right to have opinions. People are going to have different opinions based on what they are exposed to. Mm-hmm. Daniel Caesar, for example, same way he said about white people, Daniel Caesar lives in Canada. He's from Canada. So he doesn't experience the same thing that black Americans go through. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say there's not racism in Canada, because there is. But Mm -hmm. black Americans go through a different thing. I can't say what black black Canadians go through, but they go through a different thing than we go through. So his understanding from where he's from and from where he is, is different than my understanding. Mm -hmm. And so I can't be mad. So to not understand that when people are going to cancel people Mm -hmm. is not really fair, in my opinion. I feel like... Everyone has a right to their opinions. And if you're a white supremacist, even, 
And I don't vibe with that at all. I'm not saying it's okay to be a white. I think you should also challenge your own opinions. I think that yeah, I feel like that's I feel like you can't, but I feel like you're not inclined to challenge your own opinions if if there's no one to challenge them. That is true. You know, a man convinced to give against his will is of the same opinion still. I feel like there's ways to have these conversations, and I feel like to say I'm not gonna say I'm just gonna shun you for saying something I don't like isn't really the way to challenge that kind of opinion. How do you feel about actions though? Like what kind of actions? Like. Like sexual assault and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, sure. Let's, or if you go for like the whole James Charles thing when he was trying to force straight men into having sex with him. Apparently, I have no idea what happened with the James Charles thing. Yeah, now everyone's cool with him. Apparently, yeah. That's the other thing I don't like about cancel culture is that people aren't really about the cause. No, they like, they if just, you're just going to, on the if hype. you're going to not cancel, if you're going to be about cancel culture, right? If you're actually going to be about it, then not even right. if you're about cancel. If you're gonna be like, I'm not okay with the way a person is acting, follow fucking through with it at least. Yeah, and then on top of that, on top is like, and on top of that, people will be like, I'll cancel this person that I don't listen to. But I won't cancel this person that I do listen to. Yeah, just be like me like, and no, cancel. No, you everyone. gotta cancel everyone if you're gonna cancel someone. <laughs> that is true. You can't. You can't be picky choosy about that. I, like if Hayden were to, if Hayden were to say the N word and some shit, and another white dude were to also come up to me and say the N word, and I slap that one white dude. But you have to slap Hayden sla- too. I have to slap Hayden too mm-hmm. because like, I can't. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't not. Like that would be like what? Because I like Hayden. Like nah, dude. Like I'm like this. Like, like I'm not gonna. You gotta be objective about these. Can things. I take this off on a weird limb? Mm-hmm. What What do you think you could say that I would be allowed to slap you for? Uh, I feel like there are. Just give me. Just give me the first example that comes in your head. Would you think? Uh, what would you? What could you say that I could slap you for? Because you could slap me, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I deserve it for saying the n word." Um, a lot of things that I can't talk about on the podcast. You can't just just list an example. An example. Yeah. Um, if I were to, I feel like if I were to talk shit about, I feel like the things that I would, the things that come to mind for me is if I were to say some shit about situations that you've been through in your life in a way that was insensitive, then I would expect to get slapped. All right, I can see that. Like, what is there a word that you could say that I could slap you for? I don't think. <laughs> I don't so. think so either. I mean, there are plenty of words that you, you can slap me for, but I feel But like that you deserve. That I would deserve? Uh-huh. Um, no. But we don't really have a slapping kind of friendship, do we? We don't really have a slapping kind of friendship because we don't really do a lot of slap-worthy things. I don't do a lot of slap-worthy things. Mm. <laughs> but you don't get, like, your bad slaps. You get, like, are you fucking serious slaps? Mm-hmm. Like, but I sometimes deserve are you fucking serious slaps. Yeah. But I slap myself, so it's all okay. Regardless, um, in terms of actions, back to what you said. Yeah. Um... I'm going to definitely challenge. I feel like it just. I feel like ultimately, I feel kind of differently about that. I feel like I'm not quick, quick, quick to. If I enjoy content, I'm not quick to not enjoy the content. If I'm not exposed to content, like I don't listen to R. Kelly, I'm not going to start listening to R. Kelly. I don't really have. Oh, I have a terrible question for you. What's the question? So you don't. So wait. So you you do you, so you don't listen to R. Kelly. No. Would would you listen to R. Kelly now, even if you found something you liked? I'm less inclined to find something that I like, but if I did, I would. Okay, because my question would be: if if you canceled R. Kelly, 
I'm not. Can- that's the thing. I'm not really. But if you did, but if you might, but think. I would. Can- I'd cancel someone if they did something to me personally. For personally, mm-hmm. and I'm not. That's not to say that what he did was okay, but I'm. And I think this is selfish, admittedly. But I'm very much going to consume content that I very much want to consume. So if Hitler was a good artist, if Hitler was a good artist, would you still enjoy his art? You broke the rule. I did break the rule. You broke the rule. I did. You broke the fucking rule, I Hayden. Did. You can't do that. If Mussolini was a good artist. No, Hayden, you can't do this. We've gotten into... We've gotten into... We've gone too deep. All right. No, reel, reel it, reel it I'll, I'll, reel, I'll reel it back. This is, this is a genuine question. All right. If... People like Charles Manson's music. But those people have so many other... All right. I'm not even going to get into that. I think we can't generalize. I'm, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. Move. Charles Manson fans. I'm gonna move. I've right. listened to some Charles Manson songs. I'm gonna move right on past this and get to my question. Do you think? Would you? Yes or no? Still listen to someone, or still enjoy someone's creative work if they had done something that's a crime against humanity? Yes or no? Well, if you if you if you're the person that's committing crimes against humanity, your your creative output probably isn't gonna really interest me. But like, if someone now, like if someone now would, so if if Kanye West mm-hmm. started executing all Latino people for whatever reason, that would be crazy. Would you still listen to that Kanye would be West? So crazy, um, probably. Really? Yeah. Why? The music has such an impact on my life. Yeah, probably. I probably would. What if it was someone who you kind of like? Who I kind of like? Mm-hmm. Like whom? If 2 chains. 2 chains. Oh, if 2, two chains started oh, killing all Latino people. Um, I, I probably wouldn't be quick to cut it on, but I probably wouldn't be quick to cut it off either. <laughs> really? So you, I am like the exact opposite of that because like... I'm so like, not, I'm not really a canceler, dude. Like, I'm not... Like that's that's how because that's kind of how I feel about R. Kelly. I'm not quick to cut on R. Yeah, Kelly. Yeah, but see now my but like the Cosby Show, for example. I will watch the Cosby. I will. I would. I would put on the Cosby Show. That's a great show. But see now, my the thing is with me is that for, for to to especially if like you're streaming it or buying it for whatever reason, I could never like put money towards something like that. Like I would never buy it. Like I, I did, even if the Cosby show was like the holy grail of television, well, I wouldn't put money towards it. Here's the thing about cancel culture in this particular thing is I'm not against this kind of cancel culture. If people are like, I will not listen to R. Kelly. I will not watch the Cosby show. All these certain things. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree. I'm 100% in support of that. I'm going to continue to watch the Cosby show. <laughs> so want me, want me to really fuck with your opinions here? Yeah, sure. So if, if people cancel, if someone cancels Michael Jackson based on the evidence that they have i think that i think that people need to have more conversations about that all right i think that i feel like i want to be super informed about everything i if you don't know my opinion i'm not going to get super into it right now you already gave your opinion on a a previous episode michael doesn't believe michael i don't think michael jackson did it yeah and i think that if you think michael jackson did it if you really think in your heart and heart and heart of hearts that michael jackson did what they said he did which I can see why you would, and that's the reason you don't want to listen to Michael Jackson, then don't listen to Michael Jackson. All right. Have I canceled anything? Probably. I don't think I listen to enough, or I don't think I consume enough media 
from like people that I could think would do like terrible mm. things. Like Prince did some like t- like not good per like as a as like a human being like not like he was a bad person but like he just didn't treat people always the best way. Mm-hmm. But not like anything really bad like super super bad. Mm-hmm. He was just kind of an asshole. But I. I I, if, if, but I think if, if he, if it came out like that, there was bad stuff, I would definitely have to question it. There's only thing to question it's nothing to do it. But you, the questioning could very easily lead to me doing it. I think with me, what makes me different is that I can never cut the one thing out. But if it came out that Prince said some shit that you just didn't fuck with? Uh, Prince already said some shit I didn't fuck with. He was Jehovah's Witness. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the... It, it's not that I have anything against Jehovah's Witnesses. I really don't. I'm actually very fascinated by that faith system. But, you know, the, I, I don't follow it. So it's stuff, it's stuff that I don't believe. Understandable. I would, this, this has been I Would Die For You. This has been I Would Die For You. Um, part one of three. Part one of three. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Yippee Kaye.
I've been out of my element Second guessing every effort obsessively yelling Woe is me, woe is me, woe, woe Piece of shit, then I'll be running from my fucking self. Whoa.